0: Yes, hello everyone Welcome back to The Mystic Show Well, I'm happy to be here I'm happy you could join me This is the show where we talk about All kinds of different uh, abstract and esoteric subjects But we also balance it out with Real life, practical, helpful Information Techniques Techniques ideas, concepts. So, this is a very practical show in my opinion and um uh, and that's why we started doing the show is because a lot of people these days, me, you, I think all of us, we need uh we need some help. We need help figuring out how to balance our lives, how to deal with the uh the tsunami of material life and all of its uh All the frantic activities and the relentless demands upon us and our time. It's hard. At times it becomes very hard. Have you felt that way? I know I have. And uh, my spiritual practice and going on retreats has, I mean, made all the difference in my life, period. Completely different person. I just, on such a deeper level, I feel much better. And even every day, even in everyday life, um, I'm able to handle things a lot better. So anyhow, that's what this show is about. Spirituality, mindfulness, meditation, and a lot of personal development. And as I mentioned yesterday, I believe that spirituality and personal development are basically the same thing. Two sides of the same coin. And you can't have one without the other. Um, So our website is themysticshow.net. And I don't know if you're, um, yeah, if you go to themysticshow.net, you can find links to our our, uh, Facebook and Twitter pages and also a phone number. You can call us, yes, if you have a question. Or you can call us on Skype from anywhere in the world for free and uh give us your opinion make a comment on some of these uh topics that we're discussing you know if only a few people talk then we only get a few different points of view but if if everyone kind of can share their own point of view in a very simple way it's uh it's actually very helpful so today is November 8th 2013 and uh and Do do you all know what starts tomorrow morning at about 4.30 in the morning? You all know, right? I don't have to tell you. Yes, it's the World Chess Championship match. (laughs) I know you're all following this to the minute. (laughs) Uh, No, but anyway, uh, there is the World Chess Championship match is starting between Magnus Carlsen and Vichy Anand. It's taking place in Chennai, India, actually. And uh, yeah, so I, you know, I'll be watching it on the internet and everything like that. It's kind of a big deal. I was telling my wife about it and she said, ah, it's a chess match. What's the big deal? And I said, no, you don't understand. This is like, this is a legendary matchup. This is like a match for the ages. You know, 150 years from now, they're going to be talking about this match, about Magnus Carlsen and Vichy Anand and... Really, it's that big. in In a small circle, it's that big. in In the chess circle, it's it's huge. Um, Anyhow, I like I like I mentioned earlier, we're gonna have to do a whole show on chess because chess is just such a wonderful analogy uh, for life. Life itself, living life, preparing, dealing with problems, trying to succeed. All right, well, and I tweeted, by the way, if you're following us on Twitter, I just tweeted, I actually took a picture, you know how sometimes I say how the light comes through the windows of the studio, and I I say how it's so nice? Well, I actually took a picture of it, and uh, I tweeted the picture, so it's on Twitter. So our Twitter is at The Mystic Show, and today we're going to jump right into the book we're reading by James Allen, The English Mystic. Uh, this book is called Above Life's Turmoil, and we're, geez, we're uh, almost two thirds of the way through it. I think after today, we'll definitely be two thirds through it. And this is this is we'll recap it at the end. But um, we usually read a little bit every every show, like a small passage every show. And if you haven't listened, we when we started the show, we started with his book called Byways of Blessedness, and we read the whole thing. I mean, it took us, you know, a month and a half. Little by little, we read the whole thing. Now we moved on to Above Life's Turmoil by the same author, James Allen. And we're reading this, and it's just, wow, it's really wonderful. Uh, Very deep, very penetrating, and, uh, you know, it kind of pierces through all the uh what should I call it? All the uh nonsense in our brains when it comes to these uh special topics. You know, today we think we know everything, we know what words mean, we know we know what's important, we know how to live life. We know everything. Well, James Allen kind of just you know puts an end to that because it turns out in a lot of ways we're uh We're not living life properly. We're not using our faculties properly. We're not understanding how life happens, how cause and effect is a law. That's what we learned yesterday, right? Right? Yesterday was called the supreme justice. Anyway, today's passage is called the use of reason. And there's a few really good points I'm going to just... After I read this, we'll we'll take a little break. But then uh, I, I I jotted down a few notes here. I want to go over quick. And before we have our guest on, right? We have a special guest today. Which, if you're listening live, you don't know who it is yet. But if you're seeing the podcast uh, or the archived show, you probably read the title and you know who the guest is. It's our very special friend and guest, uh, Mystic Maria. We're always excited to have her on the show. So let's read this passage. It's called The Use of Reason. And again, if you're at home relaxing, maybe you want to close your eyes and really really listen uh, intently. All right, so The Use of Reason from Above Life's Turmoil by James Allen. Here we go. We have heard it said that reason... Is a blind guide, and that it draws men away from truth rather than leads them to it. If this were true, it were better to remain or to become unreasonable, and to persuade others so to do so. We have found, however, that the diligent cultivation of the divine faculty of reason brings about calmness and mental poise and enables one to meet cheerfully the problems and difficulties of life. It is true there is a higher light than reason, even that of the spirit of truth itself. But without the aid of reason, Truth cannot be apprehended. They who refuse to trim the lamp of reason will never, whilst they so refuse, perceive the light of truth, for the light of reason is a reflection of that light. Reason is a purely abstract quality and comes midway between the animal and divine consciousness in man, and leads, if rightly employed, from the darkness of one to the light of the other. It is true that reason may be enlisted in the service of the lower, self-seeking nature, but this is only a result of its partial an imperfect exercise a fuller development of reason leads away from the selfish nature and ultimately allies the soul with the highest, the divine that spiritual perceival who searching for the holy grail of the perfect life, is again and again left alone, and wearying in a land of sand and thorns, is not so stranded because he has followed reason, but because he is still clinging to, and is reluctant to leave, some remnants of his lower nature. He who will use the light of reason as a torch to search for truth will not be left at last in comfortless darkness. Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Many men and women pass through untold sufferings, and at last die in their sins. Because they refuse to reason. Because they cling to those dark delusions, which even a faint glimmer of the light of reason would dispel. And all must use their reason freely, fully, faithfully. Who would exchange the scarlet robe of sin and suffering for the white garment Of blamelessness and peace. It is because we have proved and know these truths. That we exhort men to. Tread the middle road. Whose course bright reason traces. And soft quiet smooths. For reason leads away from passions and selfishness into the quiet ways of sweet persuasion and gentle forgiveness. And he will never be led astray, nor will he follow blind guides, who faithfully adheres to the apostolic injunction, Prove all things, and hold fast that which is good. They, therefore, who despise the light of reason, despise the light of truth. Large numbers of people are possessed of the strange delusion that reason is somehow intimately connected with the denial of the existence of God. This is probably due to the fact that those who try to prove That there is no God Usually profess to take their stand upon reason While those who try to prove the reverse Generally profess to take their stand on faith Such argumentative combatants, however Are frequently governed more by prejudice Than either reason or faith Their object being not to find truth, but to defend and confirm a preconceived opinion. Reason is concerned not with ephemeral opinions, but with the established truth of things. And he who is possessed of the faculty of reason in its purity and excellence can never be enslaved by prejudice and will put from him all preconceived opinions as worthless. He will neither attempt to prove nor disprove, but after balancing extremes and bringing together all apparent contradictions... He will carefully and dispassionately weigh and consider them, and so arrive at truth. Reason is, in reality, associated with all that is pure and gentle, moderate and just. It is said of the violent man that he is unreasonable. "...of a kind and considerate man that he is reasonable, and of an insane man that he has lost his reason. Thus it is seen that the word is used, even to a great extent unconsciously, though nonetheless truly, in a very comprehensive sense." And though reason is not actually love and thoughtfulness and gentleness and sanity, it leads to and is intimately connected with these divine qualities and cannot, except for purposes of analysis, be disassociated from them. Reason represents all that is high and noble in man, it distinguishes him from the brute, which blindly follows its animal inclinations, and just in the degree that man disobeys the voice of reason and follows his inclinations, does he become brutish. As Milton says, Reason in man obscured, or not obeyed, immediately Inordinate desires and upstart passions catch the government from reason, and to servitude reduce man till then free. The following definition of reason, from Newtall's dictionary, will give some idea of the comprehensiveness of the word. The cause, ground, ground principle, or motive of anything said or done, efficient cause, final cause, the faculty of intelligence in man, especially the faculty by which we arrive at necessary truth. It will thus be seen that reason is a term the breadth of which is almost sufficient to embrace even truth itself. The Archbishop Trench tells us in his celebrated work on the study of words that the the terms reason and word are indeed so essentially one and the same that the Greek language has one word for them both. So that the word of God is the reason of God. And one of the renderings of Lao Tse's Tao is reason. So that in the Chinese translation of our New Testament, St. John's Gospel runs, In the beginning was the Tao. To the undeveloped and uncharitable mind, all words have narrow applications, but as a man enlarges his sympathies and broadens his intelligence, words become filled with rich meanings and assume comprehensive proportions. Let us, therefore, cease from foolish quarrelings about words and Like reasonable beings, search for principles and practice those things which make for unity and peace. All right, that's it for that little passage. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yes, thank you again to Anya for I Want Tomorrow. That's that little musical piece. That's the beginning of one of her songs. Really nice. And uh, you're listening to The Mystic Show, and I'm Chris Curran, and we do the show every weekday morning at 7 a.m. We do a one-hour show. Gives us time to really talk about some good topics, but it's not too long that you, you can't listen for the whole thing. And uh, the show gets replayed on uh, the same station that we broadcast live on, The Fractal Stream. It gets replayed in the evening, 8 p.m. and 1 a.m. Eastern Time. And it's also archived, every single show, every single episode is archived on our website, TheMysticShow.net. TheMysticShow.net. And you can also see our phone number there and our Skype handle. So give us a call if you want to comment on uh on anything we're discussing. And I actually have uh a few points I wanted to just touch on from that reading we just did. Uh, from uh the title was The Use of Reason. Yeah. So this is this gets pretty deep, right? This gets into reason and truth, and and uh, well, there's one main point I want to make. But real quick, he says in there at one one of the sentences says um, he's quoting someone, and it says, "Prove all things, and hold fast that which is good." So we're talking about reason, and this quote is "Prove all things." And hold fast that which is good. And this is, you know, um, my spiritual guide has mentioned something so simple like this. He says, he says, if if anything helps you on your path to your goal, take the help, keep it. But if something is hindering you, then get rid of it. <laughs> and it's so simple, right? I mean, we have to. So James Allen is saying we can use our reason to figure out what is good for us and what's bad for us and then 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 it's easy to decide, right? I mean that's it's so simple that I mean what is there really to talk about? <laughs> right? But this is a talk show, right? We got to talk about something. Um Yeah, and and I don't know if we I I don't think we have the habit of sitting down and sort of using our faculty of reason to to think about what we're doing and and what's good for us and what's really not good for us, right? We never get to that point, which is another reason why going on a retreat is a great thing, because you get to disconnect enough, you get enough distance from your regular day-to-day life that you can actually have some perspective on it. You can see it more for what it is, actually, because you're not caught up in it, right? And the other point that I wanted to mention, well, one of the other points, he talks about uh, that people usually use reason to prove or disprove God. Actually, he says to disprove the... uh, the existence of God, people, you know, quote reason as being uh, their their uh, <laughs> what they use to prove that right. Because by reason, you can't you cannot prove that God exists. In fact, that's one of the old Vedic statements that says God is something that you can't prove it exists, or, and you cannot disprove it either. So you, you can't do anything. Um, so disproving the existence of God, they usually use their reasoning factor, but to prove the existence of God, other people would argue because they have faith, right? They have faith. So on one side, you have reason saying, no, God does not exist. On the other side, you have faith saying, yes, God does exist. Neither of them can really prove it. And that's what, that's what James Allen says. He says, basically... They're not, that's not a real conversation. It's basically two parties who are just trying to um, confirm their opinion and argue for their side, right? Because the argument is basically fueled on prejudice, that I'm right, I'm correct, and you are wrong, and uh, and I can prove it. And the other party says, I'm, I'm right, you're wrong, I can prove it. And it's pretty dumb, actually. If you use your reasoning factor, you can see it's pretty dumb. It's just people's opinions. And really speaking, God, you can't prove that God exists or God does not exist. So what is there to even talk about? Meditate. (laughs) Right? That's why we're told to meditate. And the other there's another point in here, too, and it's funny. It's See, this is like uh, serendipity. Because James Allen just said in this passage that we just read that um, the word reason... Well, let me just read this here because I, I wrote down my note, but it doesn't say it right. So, the Archbishop Trench tells us in his celebrated work on the study of words that the terms reason and word are indeed so essentially one and the same that the Greek language has one word for them both. And then he goes on to say that, you know, you could, uh, in the New Testament, if you replace the word, um, well, he also says um, that Lao say. Tao is reason as well. One of the translations of of reason is Tao. So if you take the New Testament, right? The New Testament, um, I, I don't know if the first sentence, or it's at the beginning. It says, in the beginning was the word, right? And uh, so if you insert the word Tao for the term word, it says, in the beginning was Tao, so, what, what's the point of words and these meanings? Well, it just goes to show you that words can kind of trip us up and, uh, and we can have wrong, wrong understanding of some words. And the other thing it shows is that we're all basically talking about the same thing. We're just using different words and, and uh, different terms and, you know, translating words differently. But the funny thing is this this is what's funny is that Mystic Maria is coming on the show in about a minute and a half and she is uh Greek. So we're going to actually get to ask her is is really is there one Greek word that means both reason and word. So it'll be interesting to ask uh Maria about this. And yeah, our reasoning factor is, I mean, it's one of the, when I teach seminars, it's one of the six mental faculties that we have, our reasoning ability. And we all use it every day, but of course, James Allen is taking it to the level of spirituality and, and, uh, you know, a very high level of understanding here. Um, I thought this was so good. I mean, if you have... Any thoughts about it, you know, feel free to give us a call or even comment on the post after it's up. This one was pretty deep. I, w- I was wondering uh, what you thought about it. But anyway, it just all comes back to, right, we need to use our reasoning factor to figure out what's good for us and then do that. And then whatever's, whatever else there is, what might be bad for us, we just leave it alone. So let's take a quick break and then we're going to have our guest on. Thank you very much, (laughs) Indigo Girls. That song is... Can you believe that's probably 20 years old? Or more. That's called Welcome Me by the Indigo Girls. I think it's on their album... uh, Oh, jeez. I forgot the name of the album, but... I think it's their third album, which is one of their best. Uh, It's a great song. So, hey, thanks for listening. You're listening to The Mystic Show. And... um, Again, we do the show every weekday morning, 7 a.m. Our website is net. You can find out all the other information there, themysticshow.net. And right now, let's see if we have our guest on the line. Is our guest... Maria, are you on the line?
1: Yes, hello, Chris. Good morning. How are you?
0: Oh, man. I am just... I'm having myself a ball over here, right? Can't you tell?
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've been listening. What a wonderful show so far.
0: Right, this is great, and thanks for joining us. Of course, Mystic Maria, she's a, a spiritual aspirant. You're a member of the Pause Your Life group. Um, you're also in Corporate America, and you're also a certified Dale Carnegie instructor as well, yes. and and frequent guest on the Mystic Show. See, now you can add that to your resume. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what kind of weight that carries, but anyway, Maria, how have you been? What's up?
1: has been wonderful. Thank you, Chris.
0: Good. So, I, um... Well, let's just start with the question that I was just telling our listeners that I really wanted to ask you. Um, the, the, the passage of the James Allen book we just read was all about reason. And at the very end of this passage... Where is it? Right here. This is what it says. Um, okay. The Archbishop Trench... Tells us in his celebrated work on the study of words that the terms reason and word are indeed so essentially one and the same that the Greek language has one word for them both.
1: Right. Is that true? Yes, yes, the word is logos. Oh. (laughs) Logos.
0: Okay, I can't say that.
1: Has that "r" sound that throws everybody off, right? Low logos. It's it's, it's you would spell it L O G O S, so you could say it logos too. But
0: but, but the G sounds like an H almost.
1: It's it's like a I, uh, it
0: <laughs> would be a
1: French. It would be a French "r." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. I think now everyone. Thank you. That's it. You solved it. That's great. So. So maria that's interesting so this this whole idea of, of reason I mean when it comes to spirituality, Maria, we're always you know love and feeling and and joy and all this stuff, but James Allen tells us a lot about reason i mean our our reasoning factor obviously comes in in this in this whole spiritual journey right do you have any um experience or thoughts on that
1: yes yes um it's it's a very interesting um the position that James Allen took on reason. Um, Because most of the readings, right, most of the things that we read is how important words are, right? Um, Just as an example, you know, uh, Lau's famous quote, you know, you must watch your thoughts because they become your words. You have to watch your words because they become your actions. You have to watch your actions, they become your habits. You have to watch your habits, they become your character, right? Mm. So the importance of words is, boy, they determine what we're going to do. You know, they determine what our habits are. And then ultimately they become who we are, our character. Um, But I think what James Allen highlights is how all of our prejudices, right, are within those words, and um, also it highlights our separation from the universe, our separation from God, and and what I mean by that is, you would think we would be born just, or we would, we are born knowing our connection. But we would not forget our connection to God. And somehow, as time goes on, and as we become adults, we forget that connection, right? And our word um, becomes something we forget. Right. So so one of the things that I just wanted to to say, Chris, um, you know, you were talking about... Um, proving God or proving God or not proving God just based <laughs> <laughs> based on words and there has been one argument uh, philosophical argument about the existence of God where it can't be argued
0: <laughs>
1: and that's from Thomas Aquinas where he talked about he called God the first cause and basically what he said is that if you believe um, that that everything is a chain reaction, right, everything is cause and effect, and basically he said could anybody argue that if you look at history or if you look even at your life, it's a series of cause and effect, you know, um, I... I, I thought about this morning, oh my gosh, it's Friday, and the minute that thought came up, I woke up.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the effect was, you know, I was listening to to the Mystic Show, and I was listening about reason, right? But if you take your life right now and you start rewinding, you would see a series of cause-effect, cause-effect, cause-effect. You keep going backwards, you know, throughout history, and basically you will see that everything, you know, this happened, uh, you know, this was the cause, this was the effect, this was the cause, this was the effect, and we have multiple causes and effects happening at the same time, and there's no argument with that. Right. Uh, but basi- basically, Thomas Aquinas said, if you can't define God, then God is the first cause, What started, you know, all the effects that came after. Um,
0: I like that. That sounds very reasonable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's the only argument that that no one was able to has been able to argue against. Right. Because even if you talk about evolution, even if you talk about the Big Bang theory, you know, he would still say well, what caused it? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, so if there's anything that happened, he would still go back and say, well, there had to be a first cause. And if you believe in a first cause, then, you know, you could say that that was God. So that was, um, that's a very, very interesting um, concept of
0: God. Yeah, I like that. Very interesting, and Maria, guess what I did for you? <clears throat> I got, I took all the different topics we talked about on the show this week, and because uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you probably didn't hear every minute of the Mystic Show this week, um, <clears throat> but I, I got all the topics here, and I wanted to do just a little recap. Um, so I wanted to read out the topics, and, um, and maybe if one of them catches your your, uh, your heart or your ear. Uh, Maybe you can. Maybe you want to comment on it, and we can talk about it. Um, how's that sound?
1: Yeah, that sounds good. But I still had more to say about logos, if that's okay.
0: Please, logos, logos. <laughs> how's that?
1: <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> but, All right. But but you know, if you really look at the Bible, you know, if you believe in the Bible. Basically, that Word is what started it all, right? Basically, we hear there's God out there in the Bible, and His Word is what started everything. So, if you believe in creation, what caused creation was the Word, right? Right. And... You know, it goes on to say about everything was that was created, you know, the sky and uh, the stars and, you know, everything that we see around us, all the animals, and then ultimately, you know, human beings. And the thing about human beings is we're told we're made in the image of God. And basically a lot of people get stuck in it, like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? I know what it means. It must be that God must have two eyes, a nose, a mouth. <laughs> yes. Right? Because they, if it says we were made in the image of God, well, what else could that mean? Right. <laughs> right. Um, so, So ultimately in our journey we discover that we're spiritual beings and then we say, ah, I got it. Uh, God made me in his image, which means he's a spirit, I'm a spirit. You know, got it. Right. But then when we look at that very beginning, we see that there was a word that created everything. And if we look at ourselves, we say words all day long. Right. And one of the things that we don't know is that every single second of the day we are creating and don't know it. (laughs) Yes. So, um, a lot about the image of God to me, and this is just a personal belief. And I'm not saying that anyone else should believe that. But my personal reason (laughs) basically says um, God made us in His image. And what does God do? What do we know anywhere that God has done and God has created? And basically, can it be that when He created us in His image... He created us to create. Yes. Because that's what God loves to do. And what if He created little mini-me's that just go out and create? And that way, you know, we could experience the thrill of life and He could experience the thrill of creation because part of what He put in us is Himself. When we create anything, that's what God feels, too, because He is within us, right? Mm. So, um, the thing of us being unaware of the existence of God, you know, in a natural state, makes us disconnected from the awareness that we are connected, that we are creating, constantly Um, and that's where we have to start um, being very careful about what we think and about what we say especially so if we think it it shouldn't mean we have to say it (laughs) Mm, Um, a lot of our thoughts are negative right? Um, the minute that we say it we almost declare it um, so there's a lot of things that I know that I surround myself with in order to declare good things, right, versus declaring whatever is going on in my head sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so so one of the things we have to know is that, you know, the thoughts that come into our head are are the ones that forget. Our connection to God, and be you know be very careful as far as what we say. Um, to always be a connection, right? To always say, "Okay, even though I'm thinking a negative thought, number one, is it true? Is it really true?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then make it a loving word because we know that with our word is what we're going to create. And with our thoughts, we're creating, too. So um, so very, very interesting. When we look at our life and we say, Oh, my gosh, who created this mess? <laughs> right? Right? And then we blame God. I know so many people who say, Why would God do this to me? And most of the time, I don't have... Um, I don't say it, but I think it, um, well, we created it, you know, especially when we talk about the world, you know, uh, why do we have global warming? What, you know, why would God do this? Mm. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: jeez. Right? Yeah.
1: This is what we all decided to do, or even in our personal life, you know, what are we experiencing uh, we're experiencing whatever we somewhere deep inside in our subconscious we want to experience right so extremely extremely important that we get our arms around that right you know if we don't like what we're experiencing doing everything we can in order to experience what we want to experience so chris how how do we do that how do we get to live an intentional life? And I would say one of the first steps is definitely, you know, creating a positive vision for ourselves, and um, doing especially what's coming up on December twenty eighth. Oh yeah, <laughs> on on Pause Your Life Meetup, um, which is. Actually, creating vision vision boards.
0: Yeah, so, that's going to be great. We're going to have a, It's on a Saturday. It's from ten to three. We're going to have a whole. We're going to have a bunch of magazines and scissors and tape and paste, and we're going to go nuts making our vision boards for twenty fourteen. And we're and it's going to be led by you, Mystic Maria.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so happy!
1: And, and and I'm extremely happy because whoever attends is going to have an intentional. 2014 and I'm not just saying that only the attendants <laughs> <laughs> only the participants will but, but what I'm saying is that every single person who's listening to this um, needs to think about what do I want to experience what do I want to bring into my life and create a vision that they look at every single day for 30 days. So, so Chris, after we create our vision boards, we're kind of not done
0: <laughs> because
1: part of what you have to do is look at it, recite it for 30 days. Um, there's scientific proof that shows that anything that we say to ourselves for 30 days by about 30 days our subconscious believes it um so so when you think of our subconscious right it doesn't know it believes whatever we tell it Mm. um and most of us we tell it bad things we tell it oh my gosh i can't believe i'm in debt what your subconscious hears is i am in debt (laughs) oh i can't hear i can't believe nobody likes me um, your subconscious hears, okay, you Nobody know, I'll make that her. happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'm, You know, I could never win in life. You know, your subconscious, okay, I'll, I'll do that for you. Is that what you want to experience?
0: Oh, uh, yep.
1: So very important that we turn that around to a positive, present tense sentence. Lots of emotion in it. I'm always happy and grateful that I have abundance in my life, more than enough money to pay bills and to experience a very abundant life. You know, everyone loves me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> everyone supports me. Whatever it is that you would like to experience, very, very important that you, you say it because... Logos, you know, the word is what creates it And very important that you see it As though it's happening right now And that's extremely difficult
0: Yeah, it's difficult That's why we use the more mundane um, methods of vision boards And stuff like that It just helps us uh, with the higher, these higher impulses Like you said, uh, lojos lo- <laughs> um, <laughs> Very good Yeah, yeah So, I just wanted to make a point. Um, While you were talking, I was thinking when you mentioned that there's, you know, uh, God being the first cause, right? And that impulse, the impulse of the first cause created everything. And then you said, what has God done? And the answer is create. And then you said, God made us in his image. So, what are we supposed to do? Create. So... Like what you're talking about, these thoughts, I think each thought is like an impulse, a creative impulse that sets in motion all these different effects, right? Exactly,
1: exactly. Um, the scary part is that we're creating without knowing it, oh, yeah. right? So we're having all these thoughts in our, in our brain and we don't know that we are creating it. Almost every single thing we think about. So, um, uh, we're almost like the genie, you know, that blinks and creates, but we don't know we're a ge- we are a genie. <laughs> right. and, and we're creating all this stuff and blaming it on God, right? right? How could that, oh my gosh, who would do something like this, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, it's
0: it's very comical, right? <laughs> yeah, we really we really don't know ourselves and what power we have. I mean, and, and that obviously that's the whole objective of you know a, a spiritual meditation practice where you're you're actually trying to realize yourself, like your inner self. Your you know they call it self realization, but it's synonymous with God realization. Um, we we really don't know, and I think. That's the first... You know, they say when people are trying to, like, you know, overcome alcoholism or or other addictions, the first step is to admit it, right? And I guess almost in spirituality, the first step is to admit that, you know what? We are creative beings, and we're kind of running around creating all kinds of stuff, but we don't know what we're doing.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, we bump into a lot of people that basically you know, struggle in life. And, um, you know, there were side conversations at our meetup, right, Chris, where, oh, my gosh, how could God do this? You know, how could we decide to come here and struggle? And you know how I was walking around saying, I'm not struggling, actually. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm having a blast, right? So, so the question is, if you are struggling right is this really what you want to experience and sometimes the answer is yes right because even with struggle um, we grow spiritually and but, but it's really a different perspective when you don't see struggle as a bad thing but you see that even as a blast right right? because you just know that everything that comes into your life is good right so if you're struggling and you know that it's a good good thing because why would anything be bad everything you know we're really in a journey of Continual growth and always reaching the next level. Um, so you know that everything that's, that's going on is actually making you strong enough to get to your next level of spirituality.
0: so I have a question Maria you you mentioned struggle and that you're not struggling um, some or you know you're, that's not your uh, that's not your t- uh, your point of view on your life is that you're not struggling. I mean that you're struggling, so um, but some people would say that struggle is the only way to really improve, to make us stronger. Now, are you just talk are, do you agree that struggling is necessary, but the way we view it has to be proper?
1: Exactly, exactly. So there's a the word struggle, and there's the world, the word growth, right? And am I struggling or am I growing? And with growing, there are. Growing pains, right? Mm. So you could look at those growing pains And say, oh my gosh, this is a horrible thing <laughs> You know, I'm in pain That can't be, a gr- you know, a good thing So it's really, you know All that um, that goes into it I don't know if you've heard of the butterfly story Have you heard the butterfly story? How this man is watching this butterfly Coming out of his cocoon And um the butterfly is struggling, you know, you, you could see the cocoon break and then you see kind of, you know, one wing come out, but it's not fully out and it's pushing and it's pushing and, you know, at one point it just stops, right? And the person is looking at the at the butterfly and they say, oh my God, it's struggling, let me help it come out so it kind of opens the cocoon for it and the butterfly comes out but all of a sudden what he notices is that he can't fly Uh. and what he doesn't know is that this butterfly will now never fly and never get to experience its full potential because part of what happens is that it has been created so that all that pushing in order to come out of the cocoon makes its wings strong enough to fly. Mm. And that's with all of us. Um, Whatever we are going through that we define, we define it as equal to struggle, what is actually happening is that's what's going to make us fly next. You know, that's what's going to make us Fly to the next level, right? right? So
0: that's a great story, and I just wrote down: struggle equals strengthening.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So Maria, this is great, and and there's a nice story to end on, Maria? We're actually out of time. Um, that's a brilliant story, though. I've I actually I've heard that before, but not for many years, and that's so true. And and anyway, we could go more into that story because there's more uh, implications there as well, but. That's phenomenal. So, Maria, thank you so much for joining the show this morning.
1: Thank you, Chris. Thank you for the privilege of being on your show. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, this has been great. Mystic Maria, she's a, a spiritual aspirant, if you couldn't tell, <laughs> learning from life through the struggles, through the strengthening, and um, certified Dale Carnegie instructor, member of Pause Your Life as well, pauseyourlife.org, if, you, uh, if you're if you not sure what Pause Your Life is. so. All right, well, thank you, Maria, and, uh, and thanks to all our listeners. Um, this has been a great show. Um, yeah, so thanks again uh, <clears throat> for listening. I mean, I hope you can take some of these, uh, these topics that we're discussing and bring them into your day today. Maybe even uh, talk with some friends about it or maybe have some conversations about these topics and um, keep it going a little bit. And as you do move through your day, keep a nice, subtle vibration, nice and light, lighthearted. Maybe that's the, the theme for your Friday and your weekend. Lighthearted. Stay light as a feather and smile. And um, as always, keep shining.